Once you're there, you never forget it. We sing, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. And that's just what Bethlehem does. She's a sleepy town. She's a small town. She's a town that still sits at the far end of the shepherd's field. There's never much light in Bethlehem. And when you enter the Church of the Nativity, that beautiful basilica that sits atop the place where tradition has it, Jesus Christ was born. It's kind of an impressive sight. And then when you go downstairs in what we would call our church basement, there it is called the grotto, you find that it's dirty, it's dusty, it's dank, and it's dark. And there you look at a little star that has been placed in the floor, and there the guide tells you is where Jesus Christ was born. Personally, I think they had trouble finding light that night. Probably about as much trouble as I had trying to get that Christmas candle lit tonight. I still haven't made it. I don't know what happened. It worked at rehearsal today. You come at the 11 o'clock, it will be lit. I guarantee you that. But light at Christmas time is sometimes hard to find, and I really think that first Christmas, light, to see what they were doing, and light, which comes not only in the form of sight, but comes rather in the form of insight to understand what one is doing. It was rare that night. Oh, they had the star which shone over Bethlehem. But you know, sometimes stars can be misleading. They led the wise man to... Jesus the Christ. But sometimes stars, especially when you spend too much time in studying astrology and in this day of Aquarius and in this time when the occult seems to be so popular, stars can mislead you. And I certainly hope those individuals who have been recently claiming in the last two weeks since that discovery by, I believe, that Polish astronomer of that particular comet that's in the Earth around the world today. There's a little group formed from that belief. They're called the Children of God, and I think you read their prediction in last week's newspaper that by the middle of January, we are all going to be dead because that to them is a sign of the light of God. There was the star from the heaven shining upon the manger, but I really don't think that gave too much light for the particular people who were in the presence of the manger and who were trying to see what was going on and what was more important, trying to understand what was going on. 
Now, I, I think the real sight and insight came to them when they saw the light as they heard it through the words that were spoken that night. You know, that's what Jesus, or that's what the Bible tells us about itself. The word of God, that is meant to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And the words that night, just as the words this night, are the particular vehicles which give us sight and insight. Remember the words which came from the angel? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy. For unto you is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Remember the light that came from the great heaven, the hallelujah chorus that sang glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. The word of the prophecy fulfilled that night, not in a temple, but in a barn. The prophecy, of course, which says that a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. They had the light of God's presence there that night through the words which were spoken, and the words which the wise men from the East used when they came and asked of Herod, We have come to worship the King of the Jews. You see, light comes not from the stars alone, which can be misleading, but they come from the Word. The Word that was made flesh that night and was the light coming into the world. I think they had light also in that manger, not only from the words that were spoken, but from the expressions of the people that were in that manger. Who were they? Mary and Joseph, and we already know these were good people. They had found favor in the sight of God, and they were individuals who were involved in the greatest moment of history when God became man. And God's light shone through them. You know, the Bible says that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if that eye or lamp is sound, then the whole body is full of light. But if that light is dark, how great is that darkness within you? I think that manger was lighted that night because of people like Mary and Joseph and shepherds who were hard-working but good people and who shone forth in their glory of God and who let other people see their good works and glorify their Father who is in heaven. Thank God for good people who are the light of this world today. You see these beautiful candelabras? Aren't they gorgeous? They are here tonight as a gift to this church. The memorial fund of our session to purchase those with financial gifts that were given to this church in the memory of one of the great shining lights of this congregation who worshiped with us for the last time one year ago tonight.
We had borrowed candelabras that night. Some of you will remember. She was so impressed with them, she said that she would like to see us in this church own our own. And that night, Alma Frymoyer, one of the great lights of this church's history, worshipped with us and sang with us for the last time. And tonight sings with other of the great lights who have passed from our midst, whom we miss so very much, but who are joined in the great hallelujah chorus of heaven. Thank God that the light still shines today in the halls of our memories, and that light still inspires us to be light bearers in a world that is filled with darkness. There is light in that manger through good people, and that's how light comes into the world. But the greatest source of light that night was in Jesus Christ the babe, and the cries that came from that babe, that babe that grew up, and who said to the world that night and on every night, I am the light of the world. He that followeth after me shall not abide in darkness, but shall have the light of light. While ye have the light, believe in the light, lest Darkness overcome you, for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. You are the light of the world, and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The world is full of darkness tonight, and the light that was in the manger is trying to shine in this world tonight. And it can, if through the Word made flesh, the Word of God, we find goodness and dedicate ourselves to the goodness of God and light our light from the power of Christ who enables us to be the light in a darkened world. Let us do this not only sincerely but symbolically. Take your Christmas light, please. Beautiful Bethlehem. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. And that's exactly how she sits. When you visit Bethlehem, you see a very still and quiet city. You see a city that sits still at the end of the shepherd's field. You see a little city that is not very big, but 
a city that has made the biggest difference in the life of the world. In that city of Bethlehem, there's a church, a church that is presently operated by the Armenians, the Latins, and the Greeks. It's called the Church of the Nativity. It's a massive building with a wee little door, and no one can enter the Church of the Nativity without first bowing down and scrunching in under that passageway. There are no seats in the nave as we have in this great congregation, and my, how beautiful it looks tonight here in Bakerstown. When you go downstairs, which would be like going down into the basement of our own church, it's an experience that you face with mixed emotion. You realize you are going where tradition says Jesus Christ was born. The very spot. But when you go down into that crowded, crowded cellarway which is called a grotto, it's dirty, it's dusty, it's dank, and it's dark. It's quite an experience. And the last time that I was there, it made me realize what perhaps was the biggest problem that they had that first night when Bethlehem became so very important for the rest of eternity. We seem to think that the biggest problem was that there was no room in the inn, but I really don't think that was the biggest problem. The biggest problem, I think, was getting light into the manger. You know, it's very difficult to do anything in the dark except those things that we shouldn't be doing. But to do things right, it takes light. And how are they going to get light? Light that could come in the form of sight so that they could see what they were doing and light which could come in the form of insight so that they would understand what was going on. Ah, they probably got some light from the star, the star which came to rest over that heavenly manger, the star which led the wise men from the east, the star which shone that night. But you have to be careful getting all of your light from stars even in this age of Aquarius, in this time when astrology seems to have a new fascination for the people in a very sophisticated culture, that this time when, when systems of the occult seem to have a, a new intoxicating impression upon both young and old. You've got to be careful of the stars, for true that star led the wise men to, to the manger, but stars sometimes can mislead you, as I, I hope they, that one has mis, 
led those particular individuals who, in recognizing the brightness of that comet, which is somewhere out there tonight, which that Polish astrologer has found and named, and which has formed about it a group of followers, most of whom are in America, they call themselves the children of God. You read their prophecy when it came in the newspaper last week. They said that that is the judgment of God upon America today, and by the end of January, all of us will be dead. I hope they're wrong. But you have to be careful when you try to get light from the stars. And after all, stars don't give much light down here on Earth. So I really don't think they got much light from the star. Now, I would rather think that the light that night in the manger came from different sources. The one source was from the words that were spoken, God's words that were spoken that night. You know, you can find light in words. The Bible says that about itself that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That this is what can give to our interpretation meaning and purpose. This is our road map. This has been written for our edification, you see, to give us light. And that night, I think that's where the light came from. The light that was shed upon that manger was the light that came from God's word as it was spoken through the prophecy, remember? The prophecy which said that a virgin would conceive and bring forth a son on his name would be Emmanuel. And the insight that some people had that first night in Bethlehem was that this was God with us. The shepherds out there on the field, the words which the angel spoke unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And the words which came with the great hallelujah mighty chorus singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased is that that's where they got some insight as to what was happening in Bethlehem from the words, from the words which shed light in the form of sight and insight into the manger. That's a source that still is giving light unto the dark manger called the world today. And there are other sources of light, I believe, that night. One was in the twinkling eyes and the shining faces of good people, like Mary and Joseph and some of the others who had come to join in the greatest birth that ever has been. You see, light does shine through people. The Bible says that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if the eye is sound and it's good, then the whole body is full of light. 
My father used to teach me that you could tell an awful lot about a person by looking in his eyes. And many a time had I heard him say to me, He's all right, Dick. He has good eyes. You see, eyes bring forth the lightness or the darkness which is behind them. And I believe that night in that dark manger, light, came to illuminate the situation, give it meaning and understanding, because God was working through good people. You know, it said that Mary was picked because she had found favor with God, and Joseph, he was an upright man. Light does shine through people. And thank God for it. You see these beautiful candelabra? probably more than 150 candles burning in those candelabra which tonight we accept as a gift to this great church through the wisdom of the memorial fund committee of your session these beautiful beautiful candelabra were purchased <laughs> they arrived here at the church at six o'clock tonight the hard work of my staff your staff they were ready for the first service they were ordered months ago but with air travel as it is today they arrived from chicago only late this afternoon these people worked without their dinner so we could have these beautiful candelabras because you see they, they mean something to this church not just because they bring forth light tonight, but they represent the light that's shone amongst us for many a year. Those candelabra are given in the memory of one who was with us one year ago tonight. And it's the last time she worshipped in this her church. Sat right over there under one of those candelabra and Probably not many of you remember, though one radio person did mention why. I spoke much last Christmas time on the subject of death. And I looked down at that face which was illuminated by candelabra which we had rented for the service. And the member there was very sick. And in mentioning death, though I saw the smile and the look, of confidence and joy in the lighted face of Alma Frymore. She loved those candelabra last year. and She loved them so much that money which was given in her name by many of you, they were used by the Memorial Fund Committee of your session to purchase these candelabra which shine tonight and will be lighted I'm sure on many other occasions I know I shall not look at them without remembering not only what they symbolize in they giving unto us wisdom and courage and beauty and illumination but a beautiful life that some of us miss very very much but who we know with others who have passed before us 
are tonight's shining lights in the gallery of heaven, as still they give us inspiration in the memories which we have in our hearts and minds, as we can still hear their voices saying unto us words of wisdom which give us support and light on darkened days and nights. Thank God. Thank God for the memories of people, good people, who shall continue to inspire and light our paths, even unto the morrows, the tomorrows that are yet to happen. Light came into that manger that night through good people's lives, and tonight, light still comes into the darkened manger of our world through people who are good and who realize that they are to let their light so shine so that others in heaven and on earth may see their good works and glorify their Father who is in heaven. That's the way I think the light came in the manger that night. But the greatest rays came from the babe himself, the babe who cried out, the babe who grew up, the babe who died upon a cross, the babe who is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who said unto you and to me and every person who has ever lived since the birth of Bethlehem, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I am the light of the world. Any man who followeth after me shall not abide in darkness. I am the light of the world. He that followeth after me shall become the light of life. The one who said, Yet is a little while the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness overcome you. For he who walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under the bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine that others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's how light came into the manger of Bethlehem. And that's how light still comes into the church at Bakerstown. And that's the way light, God's light, will continue to come into the world. So now please not only realize the significance of who we are and the tenderness of this moment, but also join with me in symbolizing the power of light. 